We are in Come Follow Me week 8, which is Genesis chapter 18 through 23. And there's just a few things. Um, I listened to some awesome podcasts that had some great insight. And I don't <laughs> claim to be um, as studied as they are and as accomplished as they are. And so this is just a couple things that stood out to me. And in chapter 18, verse 10, when the Lord says that Sarah will have a son, this has been repeated several times by now. And the thought that I had is how many, how many of you have patriarchal blessings that promise things that don't seem to be fulfilled? And how does that make you feel? Or how many of you have had impressions of things that the Lord has in mind for you or promises the Lord has in mind for you that haven't happened? I know I do. And it just brought that to mind. It's interesting because my dad, in his patriarchal blessing, it tells him he will be a bishop. And he passed away and never was. He was in a bishop brick, but he was never the bishop. And I know that really bothered my dad. It really weighed on his mind like he had failed and somehow um, was not worthy of that promise. And that broke my heart. I Every time my dad would bring, bring it up, and he brought it up a lot towards the end of his life, it really broke my heart. And I know when we have gotten patriarchal blessings or our kids have, they always say it's this life and the next. And I would always bring that up to my parents and say, That's, that isn't true. You still have the next life. And one of the sweetest things is my mom was praying one night just to have an idea of what my dad is doing and she had a dream and she saw my dad in a suit at the church just busily doing things and she was so excited this happened a few times she prayed and saw him giving blessings and she saw him teaching people and and anyway she was so excited and she said to our family I know that dad can be a bishop there and it made me so emotional because I thought I've said that a million times. But until the Spirit brought that to her, it didn't matter what I said. And so I love this because I do feel like it's such a test of faith. And we are tested too. And God promises us things and it doesn't seem to be fulfilled. How many of you say you will, that you will have children and yet you can't? And that is just a real huge test of faith. And so I love this. And then it says in verse 14, and here's the key, and I have this underlined, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will. And I end it there. It doesn't even matter. I will. It's the Lord's timing. And nothing is too hard for him or beyond him. And his promises are sure. And I just love that so much. Okay, jump to chapter 19 um, in verse 14. So it's funny because he goes through this whole discussion with Abraham. He tells him he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham goes through the whole thing. What if I can find 50? He goes down, down, down all the way to 10. And God knows the only one who's righteous that's left is Lot. And I am saying the only one. Because we go on in that weird chapters that we have in Lot's wife 
looks back, which means her heart is still there. She wants to be there. His daughters, that weird chapter that we have that I just think, okay, really, it's Lot. And maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but God knows that. But he still gives Abraham the chance to search and see and, and come to terms with that God is fair that God knows all. He knows the intents and desires of our hearts, and he gives us all that opportunity to trust in him. And I love this because Lot goes to his kids and tries to convince his son-in-laws and daughters, and they would not listen. And it reminds me so much of Noah pleading with the people and his own children would not listen. In verse in chapter 20 verse 11 and it's the story of Abimelech and again Abraham asked Sarah to say that she is his sister because he's afraid he will be killed and that says something about Sarah. She obviously is just beautiful. And um so she obeys and I love this verse 11 that it says the fear of God is not in this place. And I think that is just beautiful, that it is just a way of saying they don't worship the Lord, they don't honor the Lord, so this is what we need to do so that we will be protected. And she obeys. And I, and I love that um, all is done, uh, you know, according to God's words, but I just love that, that if you look around, is the fear of God found in your home, in your neighborhood, in where you live. I just love that saying and, and that we have to be careful. Like um, Abraham getting out of where he lived and from his family, get thee out and separate, be ye separate. And hopefully the fear or the reverence of God is found where you are. Okay, so go to 21. Um, I love that all is done according to the Lord's timing and his promise is fulfilled and she has Isaac. And I just think that is beautiful. And then in 11, um, it says, so Sarah is upset because she, she sees Ishmael laughing and who knows what that means, but he's like 14. Isaac is just a baby and she just can't handle this and says, get her out, get Hagar and him out. I want nothing to do with them. And it tells us, and this had never struck me before, it tells us that this is so heartbreaking to Abraham because he has had this one son for 14 years. He loves Ishmael. And that, what struck me so much was verse 12. And God said to Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad. And all Sarah has said, hearken unto her voice. For Isaac shall thy seed be called. He will be blessed. And what came to me for the very first time in reading this is Adam hearkened to Eve. When Eve came and said, eat the fruit I have eaten, I am going to be cast out. Adam hearkened. And it's that scripture, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And what came so clearly to me is that we have to do all in our power to make sure there is no contention and that we are one in our relationships and we are united in God. And he honors that. And I love that Adam hearkens to Eve and I love here that God says to Abraham, you know what? Calm your mind. The most important thing is your marriage. 
and hearken to your wife. Be one with her and with me. And I just think that is a beautiful um, truth for all of us. So that was a huge aha for me that I had not thought of before. Okay, and then in 22, um, verse 12, he says, and he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad. So he takes, you know the story, he takes Isaac to be sacrificed. One thing that's really important, and I'm sure you've heard this and know, Isaac is old by now. He is a young adult. Um, There is no perfect way to determine, but we know that very soon when Sarah dies, um, he is I have written here, um, how old is he? 37 when Sarah dies. And that's the very next chapter. So um, we know it's close to that. We know he carried his own wood. He was strong enough. We know that he knew. We know this is a similitude of Jesus Christ and his humble submitting to our Heavenly Father. And so all of that is really important. And especially knowing that Abraham is old and Isaac would have so been able to get away. And But I love this in verse 12. He says, Lay not thine hand on the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I knowest thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And I love what this says. And you all know this. So this isn't a huge aha. We covenant in the temple are all And I feel like in the world today, so much of what is said is, um, that's too much. God would never ask that. Well, you know what? From the beginning of time, God has asked that we be willing to sacrifice all, that nothing comes in front of him, that he is who we are pursuing. He is who we desire to be one with. And I think this is the most beautiful example that not only are we willing to do all he asks, but we are willing to be the sacrifice ourselves. And um, I'm not there, but I think it is such a beautiful reminder that when we have hard things happen in our life and when we look around and loved ones, we have have hard things in their life. And especially now where so much is causing such divisiveness in the church And there's such a cry that it's so unfair and that, you know, God would not ask that. God asked Abraham and God has a plan and God wants to know he comes first. That is the most important thing. And then he blesses us beyond anything for our willingness to sacrifice and go through hard things and put him first over man over our own selfish needs and desires. And that's such a beautiful reminder. Okay, 18, in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth, here's the blessings, one of the blessings, be blessed because thou has obeyed my voice. We fulfill that blessing to Abraham, us. We are here doing that. Sharing with the world the message of ordinances and covenants and how they can be with God forever dwell with him there is nothing greater but those come from putting him first and being willing to sacrifice all and they come from obedience and I just think that is so key and then just really quickly in 23 one of the ahas for me is that Abraham goes and buys this wants to buy this land to bury Sarah 
And the man keeps saying, you can have it. And Abraham keeps saying, no, I won't just take it. I need to pay you. And the thought that came to me, and and this was just an aha to me, is again, Abraham is not letting anything come before the Lord. He does not want to be beholden to any man. Oh, any man, anything, nothing comes in the way of his relationship with God. And that just echoed that for me. And so I love this. I love the example to all of us, and especially in a world that tells us that, you know, um, there are asks that are too high, that are too much, that a kind and loving God would not do that. And I think, oh, we have examples from the beginning of the world. And I know people who have sacrificed children. I know people who have gone through infuriating unfairness and I think really do can any of us say what is too much for the Lord and we know from all of those stories from pioneers from stories unnumbered stories of people who have gone through ridiculously hard things how God opens up the windows of heavens and pours out his blessings and everything we suffer here we are told he will more than make up for we just have to fear or reverence the Lord and put our all on the altar and make sure he knows that is our goal, to be one with him as the Savior was by offering everything we have and having him our bullseye. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.